Kingsville is on the ground. Kingsville, Texas. We're just a short drive south of Corpus Christi and well worth the visit. Kingsville is Coolsville. Welcome to a series of crazy conundrums, tall tales from South Texas, the podcast. And introducing your author and host, Tom DeFrancesca. Tell us a good story, Tom. I'll try, Shirley. Thanks for the great introduction. Welcome to my inaugural podcast of A Series of Crazy Conundrums, Tall Tales from South Texas. We're all spin yarns mixing real life in with fictional events, and hopefully you'll be entertained. The city of Kingsville was established way back in 1904 because of the railroad, and it's had lots of time to build up a rich history, and with a still quaint downtown that thrives close by the 1904 Train Depot Museum, it's a great place to visit and explore. By the way, after I tell you my first tale, I'll be introducing you to a Kingsville band and playing one of their great tracks. So sit back and hang tight, and I'll be right back after a brief message to tell you my first tall tale. Come in and browse a while. You're always welcome at the Novel Blend Bookstore. Shop our selection of used books, unique gifts, featuring work by local artisans, and a variety of vintage vinyl albums. The Novel Blend is also a gathering place with comfy surroundings, hot and cold beverages, live music in the warehouse. Located in historic downtown Kingsville, the Novel Blend Bookstore. We're here to make you smile. Just a few months back, as I was sitting in the soda fountain area of Harold's Kingsville Pharmacy and drinking a cup of coffee, I was giving a lot of thought to the history of that fine establishment. I mean the walls, ceiling, and floor all ooze history and character. The very same family, the Harolds, have owned and operated that place for over 104 years now. Located in the heart of historic downtown Kingsville, the pharmacy is nestled amongst several unique boutiques, shops, and cafes. Nick Harold's place is a hidden gem. There are employees at Harold's who have worked there for decades, including one old-timer who's been there for over 50 years. He's now dispensing medication to the grandchildren of folks he served way back in the day. So anyway... As I was sitting at the table by myself, waiting for Nick to join me, we had previously arranged to meet there at 2 p.m. Nick suddenly walked into the room, as pale as a ghost, and he had a most curious look on his face. Tom, how did you get down here so quickly, he'd asked. Well, I walked down here from the bookstore, but it sure wasn't fast. You know how my legs are. Why do you ask, I had replied. Nick had cocked his head a little and then had reached up and stroked his amazing handlebar mustache. That's as white as snow. I mean, how did you get from the old pool hall upstairs to back down here without me seeing you leave? And why did you leave, he'd asked. It was then suddenly my turn to have a strange look on my face. Nick, I've never been up there in that old pool hall before. That's actually why I had arranged a meeting with you here today. I only just learned about the place yesterday while doing some internet research, and I had some questions for you, had been my response. Nick had stepped a little closer to the table and had then sat down across from me. Tom, I don't know what to say. I found you at this table at 2 o'clock, just like we had agreed upon earlier. You had asked me some questions about the pool hall, and then I'd asked you if you wanted to see it, and you were quite enthusiastic about doing just that, Nick had offered. I had responded with, but Nick, that didn't happen. There's not even enough time for that to have happened. I mean, it's got to be just a little after. I'd started to look up at the clock on the wall, and it had read 2.30, and that fact had really startled me. I had then looked at my watch, but it read 2.10. So then I'd whipped my cell phone out of my pants pocket, and it had read 2.30. What the heck was going on here? I'd ask myself. Nick was still giving me a funny look, and I had to explain to him about the time differences. 
He asked to see my watch, so I pointed it in his direction. Interesting, was all he could say with a twinkle in his eye. Nick had the look on his face that maybe he was being set up for a prank. Nick, can we just go on up to the pool hall now, I'd ask. When we get up there, you can tell me what, what you think happened. I'd been counting on that maybe Nick would trip up on the facts and I'd catch him in the middle of his attempt to pull an elaborate prank on me. All right, he had replied as he stood to his feet with a concerned look on his face. We had walked silently together to the front door of the pharmacy and then out onto the sidewalk that runs east and west along Clayburg Avenue, Kingsville's Main Street. Nick didn't really have much to say then. It was a beautiful afternoon on that day, and the humidity was unusually low, which had made things very pleasant. The only unpleasantness that was present on that day was the uneasiness that I was feeling about our conversation that had just transpired. We took a few steps to the upstairs access door, which is normally locked up tight, but I had noticed that it was, in fact, not locked. A simple look at Nick had prompted him to explain. After you suddenly disappeared upstairs, I searched for you everywhere. And I know for a fact I would have heard you go back down those stairs. So when I headed back to the pharmacy to look for you, I left the door unlocked just in case somehow you were still up here and wanted to leave, he'd offered. Up until his explanation, I had truly believed that Nick Harrell was attempting to play a joke on me. But suddenly I wasn't so sure. My stomach had started to grow a little nauseous as he had swung the door open and we stepped inside the, at the base of the stairs. Nick had then pulled the door closed. We had begun our ascent up some very old and rickety stairs. In fact, I'd been so unsure of the sturdiness of those steps that I'd placed my feet on the far left and right sides so as to not fall through them. I mean, I'm a big guy. I gotta be careful. I certainly would have remembered climbing those stairs in the past if I had. So, Tom, you have no recollection of coming up these stairs with me just a little bit ago? Nick had asked me if, as if he were playing along with my supposed prank on him. I was getting more confused by the minute. None at all, Nick. I promise. I had replied sincerely. Once we had reached the top of the stairs, I had been amazed at the size of the space. The ancient and thick wooden floor was still intact, once supporting the weight of very heavy pool tables. Unfortunately, there were no pool tables left behind. The establishment had closed down way back in the 1960s and has only been used for storage ever since. As I took it all in, I could only imagine the smell of cigarette smoke and hearing the sounds of drinks being poured, pool balls colliding, and dominoes being stacked. I bought this place a few decades back, Nick had stated. Oh, wait a minute. I told you that already, he said with a laugh. I don't remember you telling me that, Nick. I swear I had replied as I began to walk around the main space. Yeah, I told you that I had gotten divorced and was going to turn this place into a bachelor pad. Then I went and met my current spouse. So it's just sat here like this all this time, he had said with a curious look on his face. I think he'd been thinking that maybe I was losing my mind. Maybe I was. I then turned and had noticed a lot of writing on one of the walls. It was lots of names and telephone numbers that had been scribbled onto the surface over 60 years ago. Nick had offered up, there used to be a payphone on that wall. Oh, I get it, I had replied. I had then turned and started walking across the large room toward what was once either a restroom or a supply closet. I wanted a better look. I wouldn't go in there if I was you, Nick had warned me with nervousness in his voice. Why, is there a ghost in there or something, I had joked. No, but it's the last place I saw you before you disappeared, he had replied. I think he thought he was playing along with, with my supposed prank on him. You're really serious, aren't you, Nick, I had asked. I have no reason to make that up, Tom, he had replied. I'm still just trying to figure out how you got out of that space 
made it across the room and back down the stairs all without me seeing or hearing you. You simply stepped into that closet or whatever it is. I had turned my head for just a second and the next thing I knew, you were gone. Bravo to you for pulling that off, my friend, he had said wryly. I'm telling you, Nick, I don't remember any of that, I had replied. I had then offered up, okay, I'm just going to step inside that space right now and you keep your eyes peeled on me the whole time, and we'll see if anything strange happens, I told him. Of course, if I was just pulling the wool over your eyes, and nothing should happen now since you're keeping an eye on me, I had said to Nick. Nick had then stepped a little closer to me in order to watch me closely. I had then stepped up to the doorway of the closet and carefully looked around inside. I had checked to see if maybe there was a trap door in the floor, but I didn't see one. But what I did see had really startled me. There were shoe prints in the dust on the floor, and after stepping inside the closet, my shoes fit perfectly in those places. I was then facing the back of the closet, with Nick to my back, just a few feet from the doorway. I had held my breath. Nothing happened. I waited a few more seconds. Still nothing. I had turned to say something to Nick, but he wasn't there. Oh, very funny, I had exclaimed. Good one, Nick, you got me. The place was totally silent. I had listened for footsteps or breathing, and there was neither. I then had stepped back out of the closet and started looking around. There really wasn't that many places a fellow could hide suitably in that old space. But I looked around anyways, and had constantly listened for footsteps descending those old rickety steps, and there was no noise at all except for vehicle traffic out on East Clayburg Avenue and a not-so-distant train approaching downtown. I had then made my way back across the room and slowly descended the stairs and then checked to make sure the door wasn't locked. It wasn't. I was relieved. I exited the stairwell and then closed the door behind me. I then made a beeline for the pharmacy counter, fully expecting to see Nick Harrell and his marvelous mustache laughing at me for the incredible and very complicated joke he had just played on me. But what about my watch? How could he have possibly changed the time on my watch? I had thought at the time that was going to be one of the first things I'd have to ask him. I had made my way to the pharmacy counter all the time looking for Nick, expecting to see him behind it, but I couldn't see him. While looking around, I spotted him sitting at a table in the soda fountain, and he was drinking a cup of coffee. As I had approached him, he had smiled and laughed. About time you came back down here. I'll have to go lock the door now, he had said. That was quite a prank you pulled on me. How in the world did you hide yourself so well up there, he had asked. I didn't hide. You're the one who just magically disappeared on me, wise guy, I had replied. Tom, I have to give you some credit. You really are a good prankster, Nick had offered. My legs had started feeling a little weak, and so I sat down across from Nick. It was then that I had noticed what time it was on the clock on the wall. It was 3 p.m. Nick, just for the heck of it, what time does your watch say it is, I had asked. Nick had given me a funny look and then had looked at his watch. He paused, and then he started tapping his finger on the watch crystal. Hmm... There seems to be something wrong with my watch. It's telling me it's 2.40 p.m. That's odd. This watch is never wrong, he had muttered as he rechecked the clock on the wall. Apparently, I could not recall the first time we'd visited the old pool hall together, and accordingly, Nick couldn't recall the second visit. It was at that time that I had decided to not even try and explain that to him, and to let him just think I'd played a really cool joke on him. I guess the joke was really on both of us. Nick had continued to tap on his watch before saying, I'm telling you, this thing's never been wrong before. I'll never ask to visit that old place again, and somehow I'm going to have to convince Nick Harrell to stay out of that place as well. 
And to say there is no excitement in small-town America, well, there's plenty here in Kingsville, Texas. Coolsville. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, I'm going to feature the music of one of our hometown bands. And let me tell you, there's a lot of musical talent located right here in Kingsville, Texas. Did you know that Harold's Kingsville Pharmacy, located in historic downtown Kingsville, has been owned and operated by the same family for over 100 years? That's right, and they'll probably be around for another 100 years because of their service and dedication to our community. Stop by Harold's today. The Salazar Building is a premium wedding and event center located in the heart of Kingsville's historic district. They offer a unique party space in a beautifully restored mercantile store that was built in 1927. The Salazar Building offers a grand outdoor courtyard which features an oversized pavilion and a custom fireplace, perfect for outdoor wedding ceremonies. Urban sophistication meets small town charm with this special venue. The building also features a beautifully appointed women's dressing area and a restroom as well as a commercial kitchen. Please text or call 512-571-8221. For more information, that's 512-571-8221. You can also contact them via their website at www.thesalazarbuilding.com. We're back, and like I promised, here's a track from Kingsville's own Bo Walker Band, and it's entitled Sweet Melody. And you'll find it on the album entitled Cast Iron Constitution. And after the track plays, I'll provide some background information on the band. I once heard a melody Fill my soul with manic tranquility Voice of an angel and the beauty of a queen, she captivated me. Sweet melody. Like the sweetest red wine, she filed through my veins, altering my mind and tightening the reins on a mystical dream wave. Took a ride She was just out of reach On the other side With the voice of an angel And the beauty of a queen She captivated me Sweet melody When I awoke From her beautiful gaze my flesh longed for more But my heart was in a daze I searched through space In between every harmony Finding not a trace Of that sweet melody That filled my soul With manic tranquility Voice of an angel and the beauty of a queen 
she captivated me Sweet melody The voice of an angel and the beauty of a queen My heart aches for thee Sweet melody That, my friends, was the marvelous Bo Walker Band from Kingsville. They are a country-influenced Texas blues and rock band. You'll find their tracks on Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon. Look for them on Facebook and give them a like to show your support for local independent musicians. Well, we're going to wrap up this inaugural episode for a series of crazy conundrums, and I'll soon start writing yet another story for next month. Thanks for listening. If you really enjoyed this episode, drop me an email at tomdefran, that's T-O-M-D-I-F-R-A-N, tomdefran at gmail.com. We're currently in the process of building both a website and a Facebook page, so stay tuned for those announcements. Until next time, I'll see ya.